What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Conscious Love Show. Before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that the Inspired Love program is now open for enrollment. If you've wanted to work with me in 2023, this is your opportunity, and you can apply now by going to inspiredloveprogram.com. When you go to that page, you'll have the opportunity to look over some information about the program. You can send in your application if you're ready to apply. And once your application is approved, you'll be able to book a discovery call with our team to find out if this program is the right thing for you. I'm very excited about what we're gonna be doing in the program this year, and I want you to be there. So if you feel like this is the thing for you, go apply now, and we cannot wait to meet you on your discovery call. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Conscious Love Show. I have, a, I have an idea for today's episode that I'm very excited to speak into. Really, uh, really want to go deep today. I really want to go deep. You know, I've been sharing. I'm sure those of you who have been hearing, whether you join me live or whether you join me on the podcast, but I'm sure you've been hearing about the Inspired Love Program because I can't stop talking about it. Literally so excited every morning when I wake up that we're just about to jump into this program together and, and it's been on my mind. And I've really been thinking about you know, as, as we lead up to the beginning of the program and what are some ideas that I can really share on here on the podcast and on the live stream on Instagram to really just have everybody understand um, some, you know, some things that are really important, not only about the program, but just about the journey and, and how the program plays into the journey. And so what I want to talk about today is the lessons of love and how to elevate yourself into the kind of loving partnership that you deserve, that you're dreaming of, that you desire in, in your in your deepest heart. And love is a great teacher. I, we could say love is the greatest teacher. But in, in today's episode, what I really want to talk about is, is what love is, what we are, what life is, what this, you know, incredible curriculum that we're all living out right now is. And some of you might even think, why are you calling life a curriculum? That's a weird thing to say. Well, uh, today we might get a little weird. So I just want to, I just want to presence that for anyone. We might get a little weird today, but I really want to go deep. And in today's episode, I really want to, I really want to get to the heart of the matter. Like I said, I really want to share with you, um, in, in some ways, what the Inspired Love Program is about, uh, why you should join, what we're going to be doing in there. And I think today's conversation is really going to encapsulate that in a really beautiful way. So let me start by saying that the reason we struggle in love, and I'll, I'll apply this really to all areas of life, wherever we suffer, wherever we struggle, wherever we're challenged, you know, there, there is a certain, often a misunderstanding about what's happening and why that is. And the truth is, is that most of us, we don't really understand who we are. We don't really understand what the world is. And we don't really understand what all of the experiences we're having in this life are about. I remember one of my favorite teachers, his name is Alan Watts. Some of you may be familiar with Alan Watts. He's a, a great teacher from, I don't know, when was he around? Probably 70s, 80s, maybe even earlier than that. Maybe he's around in the 60s. But great teacher, a great spiritual teacher, a great consciousness teacher. But I remember he, he brought this up in one of the talks I was listening to from him. And he said that, you know, none of us know who we are. None of us know what the world is. None of us know what these experiences that we're having in, in this life are really about or really for. And the craziest thing is that we're not even trying to figure it out, most of us. 
He's like, you know, you would think that of all the things to do in life, figuring out who we are, why we're here and what this is all about would be like the most important thing to do. And yet most of us are doing everything but that. Most of us are doing everything we can to actually avoid those questions. It's funny, like as I'm saying this, I see people jumping off of the live and that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how deep or how deeply we want to avoid even facing these questions. And yet all of our challenges, all of our suffering, all of our fear, all of our anxiety, all of our depression, it really comes from not having a clear understanding of these questions, not having a clear understanding of who I am, what this world is, why am I in this world, all of these experiences I'm having, like, what are they for? What are they about? You know, like, it's really a mystery to think that we're going to come here. We're going to go through all of these really intense experiences. We're going to suffer. We're going to have heartbreak. We're going to have loss. We're going to have failure. And we're going to have success and joy and passion and, and beauty and all of these things. And then to think that at the end of it, we're just going to die and none of it will have meant anything. I know some of you are going, what the hell is he talking about right now? I told you we're going to go deep today. <laughs> okay. So we've got to really have a powerful understanding of who we are, of what life is, of what all of these experiences we're having here, what are they about? What are they for? And when we have a powerful understanding about these things that I'm mentioning here, we are very well equipped to create a deep, passionate, meaningful life. We are very well equipped to have love in our lives. We are very well equipped to have abundance in our lives. We're very well equipped to have success in our lives and in whatever way success looks. But it's because we understand the game that we're playing here. And I'm going to speak specifically today around love, around manifesting a partnership. Uh, as I said, the title of today's episode is The Lessons of Love. And, and really, we're talking about the journey to love and what are the lessons that we need to learn and what are we being taught? What are we being trained for? So to start, if we, if we just look at the world, if we just look at the world, if we look at people, you could look at yourself, you could look at other people. We're not really that different. You know, we're all, we're all having a pretty similar experience here. I know on the surface, you look at people and you say, well, they're a lot different than me. They have things I didn't have. They had a great childhood. They had great parents. They had a lot of money They, you know, whatever, you know, there's a lot of ways that we look to see that people are different from us. But when we get below the surface and we look at what's happening on the inside, we're really not that different. And it doesn't really matter, man, woman, child, like we're all, we're all having a lot of the same emotional experiences here. We're having a lot of similar experiences in life of struggling with our worth, struggling with what we believe is possible for us, struggling with what we desire and if we think we can have it and how to have it and how to, how to get it. And, and, and to go back to something I, I already said, and I don't want to beat a dead horse with this, but when we're looking at all of this stuff, most of us are not looking at it from a, from a deep understanding of what it's about and what it's for and why it's happening. And the truth is that most of us are suffering a lot in this world. You know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that. If you just, if you just look in people's eyes if you just look at the, the tension that people are holding in their body, if you read the posts on social media, if you read the comments, you know, if it's like, if you just look at what's happening for people in the world 
And, you know, you can look below all the happy pictures that people post on social media and you can look below all the, all the egoic stuff that people tell themselves and that people tell each other because we all want to dress it up like we've got it all together and like it's all perfect, but it's really not like that for people. And if you're honest with yourself, it's really not like that for you. And what's happening for the majority of people is we're experiencing a lot of suffering. We're experiencing a lot of disappointment. We're experiencing a lot of heartbreak. We're experiencing a lot of doubt, a lot of fear. And the majority of people in this world are looking for a way to escape that. They're looking for a way to escape the, the frustration, the disappointment, the heartbreak, the fear, the anxiety, the depression. We're just looking for something to make us feel better. You know, I, I see some coaches out there who talk about like, you know, ignore your feelings. They're not important. You just got to power through to get the result. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like feelings literally dictate every aspect of our lives. And you can like, even, even the people who talk about repressing your feelings to get the result you want, you only want to repress your feelings and get the result you want so that you can have the result that's going to make you feel better. I mean, like if you think about that, like so much of of our feeling world dictates our entire life. It dictates our entire experience. It, it makes us want things or not want things. And everything that we want or desire in life, we want or desire that thing because we believe it's going to make us feel better when we have it. And most of us are caught in a state of some kind of dissatisfaction with life. Either we don't have the relationship we want or we're alone or we look at other people and, and they have things that we want for ourselves and we say, why do they have it but not me? Or we don't feel like we're enough to really show up in life in a way to get that stuff and we, and we struggle with our own worthiness or we, or we have a lot of fear about the future and we, we doubt that the future is gonna turn out in a way where we're gonna get what we want out of life. And, and all of us are, are trying to find a way to mitigate this experience. We're trying to find a way to mitigate the suffering and make it better for ourselves. And what I want to say about this is that that is a very shallow view, interpretation, and experience of life. And if you live your whole life in a spectrum of suffering and trying to figure out how I can, trying to find something to stop the suffering. And then what we do is we vacillate between suffering and, and trying to stop my suffering. And so I'll, I'll be suffering, I'll feel alone, I'll feel unworthy, I'll feel like nothing's going to pan out in my future. And then I go out and I meet someone that I'm attracted to and maybe we hook up or maybe we start texting or we get some kind of interaction going. And all of a sudden, this abates my suffering for a moment. And all of a sudden, I feel a little bit better about myself because I've either hooked up with this person or I've gotten their attention or, or they're texting me or they're calling me or we're making plans together. And all of a sudden, I get a little bit of hope in my life that that things are going to be better or that I'm going to get what I want. And this, this abates the suffering just for a moment. 
just for a, a short period of time. But then what inevitably happens, and this is going to happen all the time, and I want everyone to hear this, even with your ideal partner, this is going to happen, is that validation that you were getting that was making you feel a little bit better, that was giving you a little bit of hope, it's going to it's gonna go away. And, and I, I want to say this. I'm not just saying that that you're not going to have that relationship or have that person because you might. Like I, I'm speaking about when I met my wife, when I met my wife and there was the, there was the intensity of us connecting and us having those feelings of love and connection and us desiring this relationship with each other. And then there was the reverse of that where she would go back into her life and I would go back into my life and there would be a distance And then all of those things that we were feeling that were abating the suffering, they're no longer there as this immediate hit of validation. And now I have to deal with the distance between me and her. And I have to deal with the fact that she's not necessarily available when I want her to. And we were long distance, so I have to deal with the fact that we're not going to see each other for another three weeks or another month. And and this the things that I was clinging to, to make the suffering stop, we're now taken out of my life momentarily. Again, they're going to come back, right? But they're taken out of my life. And I am once again experiencing the suffering, experiencing the loneliness, experiencing the fear. And I'm going, well, what if she meets someone else while well, she's up in New Jersey and she's, you know, far away from me and, and we're not close and we don't have that immediate feedback from each other. And, you know, what if we just get lost in our separate lives? And so the fear comes back, the doubt comes back, the cynicism comes back, the fear of, of am I worthy of this relationship? It all comes back. And so we find ourselves in this constant dance of feeling suffering, feeling unworthiness, feeling alone, feeling fear, feeling hopelessness, and then finding something that temporarily abates that, and then clinging to that thing because we think that thing is solving the problem of our suffering. But the moment the circumstances with that thing change, and that thing is either removed from our life or there is some distance there, or there's some uncertainty there, all of those old feelings come back. And then what most of us do is we start desperately trying to find something to abate that suffering again. And sometimes we go out and party with our friends. Sometimes we use drugs and alcohol. Sometimes we go hook up with someone. But we're we're looking for a way to escape the intensity of what we're feeling to escape the fear, to escape the doubt, to escape the worry. We're looking for a way to abate that in some way, to to get rid of that in some way. And a lot of people, and I want to say this, it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or if you're not, because being in a relationship does not mean you are in a holy partnership. And in the Inspired Love, we talk about a holy partnership, what it means to create a holy partnership, a partnership based in wholeness, a partnership that's based in giving and sharing rather than trying to take and get for myself, right? And so just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you're in a holy partnership. In fact, I would say the majority of relationships, and not all, because many people are creating holy partnerships, but the majority of relationships in the world are not holy partnerships, but they are arrangements that people have set up with each other to 
abate their suffering mutually. And what usually happens in these kinds of situations, this is what I call an egoic entanglement. And in Inspired Love, we talk about this like it's an egoic entanglement. But it's where you and another person will set up a certain arrangement with each other where it's not a spoken arrangement. It's not, it's not like you sign a contract about it. It's an unspoken arrangement. But basically what it is, is it's, we're going to engage in this relationship together. And we're going to, we're going to basically take from each other and I'm going to take from you and you're going to take from me and we're going to take what we need to minimize our suffering. So maybe one person is in it for companionship. The other person is in it for sex because the person who's in it for sex says, if I have someone who wants to have sex with me on a regular basis, then that abates my suffering. That makes me feel worthy. That makes me feel like I'm enough. And so, and so I just have somebody who's ready to have sex with me at all times. And then another person might be in that relationship and they're saying, well, if I just have somebody who wants to be with me, who wants to be around me, who wants to spend time with me, who thinks I'm good enough to keep me in their lives, that abates my suffering. And so there's this kind of unspoken agreement that happens that says, I'm going to take from you and you're going to take from me and we're going to take from each other. But it's not about giving. It's not about sharing. It's not about the expansion of ourselves or the expansion of our souls or the growth of our being. It's not about that. But it's about just simply getting what we need to feel better right now. And in these kinds of relationships, what usually happens is Two people take and take and take from each other until the relationship is eventually deprived of everything it originally had to offer. And then we end up bitter. We end up angry. We say, you're not the person I thought you were. We resent that person. And then the relationship just little by little falls apart. And I want to say, this was every single one of my relationships before I met my wife. And I want to also say, that there have been aspects of this even in my relationship with my wife. But the difference is, and I'll maybe speak more into this a little bit later, but the difference is, is that in our relationship now, I wouldn't say we have a perfectly holy partnership, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim that. But what I would say is we have a, we have a foundation in our partnership in which we are growing towards holiness. And so what our relationship is doing now, it is, is, it is rooting out everything within us that is unholy. And for, for the, to make it less religious here, because it's not a religious thing at all, but just to make it more in layman's terms, it's rooting out everything within us that is unwhole, right? Everything that is incomplete. And so as we grow in our partnership together, what's happening is we're growing more and more into a, into a state of individual completeness. And so as the years go by, we're less and less here about what we can get from the relationship. And we're more and more here about what we can give and what we can contribute to the relationship. And as we each become more whole within ourselves, and as we each continue to show up to this relationship from a place of what we can give, what we can offer, what we can contribute, the relationship con continues to bring out 
the very best in both of us. We continue to expand our own being in this partnership. And, and the relationship becomes greater and greater as a result of it. We as individuals become greater and greater as a result of it. And our lives as a whole expand in every way you can imagine. And so going back to the topic for today, which is the lessons of love. And what I want to say here is love is calling us towards holiness. Love is calling us towards wholeness, towards completeness. Now, I want to say this for everybody. You are perfect, whole, and complete as you are right now. Okay, there is nothing about you at the core that needs to be fixed, changed, altered, shifted, made better. There is nothing about you that needs to, that needs to be fixed or changed or made better. But what does need to be shifted is your own perception of yourself, your perception of life, and your understanding of what it is all for. And the reason we don't recognize ourselves as perfect and whole and complete is because we are, we have a certain view of life and of ourselves and of other people that is not reflective of truth. Because we have a view of life and other people and ourselves and of the world that is not reflective of truth, we are not being called into holiness and into wholeness. So love is calling us into holiness. Love is calling us into wholeness. And for those of us who are deeply desiring a, a loving, passionate, committed, dedicated partnership, what I want you to understand, and this is where we're going to get weird, okay? <laughs> I told you I'm going to get a little weird today. I'm going to get deep because I really want to get to the heart of the matter here. So for those of you who are desiring a deep, loving, committed partnership, what you've got to understand is that is not an accident. It is not an accident that you desire that. It's not a, it's not a glitch in the program that you just got, that you just, you know, got programmed wrong and you desire something that you can never have. Okay. What, what is actually happening there? is there is something inside of you that is communicating to you in the deepest ways that this is the curriculum for you. This is the lesson plan for you that is going to teach you about who you really are. That your journey to love, that you learning the lessons of love, that this is your path to understand who you truly are at your core. And that because you have that desire in your heart, it's like this is something that was programmed into you by the universe to let you know that your path to greatness is found through love. And your journey to love is awakening that in you. So I shared earlier that Every single partnership that I had, or, and partnership's even a loose word for it, every single relationship that I had prior to the one that I had with my wife, 
I would say was fundamentally unholy. It was unwhole. And the reason for that was because I was showing up to these thinking about what I could get from them. You know, I remember when I, when I first decided that I wanted real true love in my life. And I was young at the time. I was young. I was maybe early 20s, maybe like 21, something like that. And those of you who know a little bit about my history, I don't talk about this too often, but those of you who know a little bit about my history. So my dad was an alcoholic, drug addict. Um, you know, I grew up in an environment where, you know, on a Tuesday night, we might have a bunch of people show up at our house and they'd start playing some music and they'd break out a case of beer. They'd start smoking pot. They'd start popping pills. They'd start doing lines of Coke. And it's just this, this was the environment I grew up in. And because I was growing up in this environment, I took this on for myself and I got heavily into drugs as a teenager. By the time I was 18 years old, I found myself sitting in jail. I ended up spending two years in jail and I'll leave out a lot of the gory details there. But suffice it to say that I was introduced into a very unhealthy lifestyle. I picked up some very unhealthy patterns. I got involved with some very unhealthy people. And at 18 years old, I found myself, I found myself in my life having, facing some very hard lessons. We'll put it that way. And about age 21, I had, I had spent a couple of years in jail. I had gotten out. I was starting my life over. I was, you know, getting a job. I decided that I was going to, you know, I was going to be off of drugs. I was going to, you know, be, I was going to be clean. I was going to work an honest job. I was going to, I was going to do the deal. And, And I decided that as a part of this, that I wanted to have a deeply, truly like fulfilling relationship. Now, mind you, at the time that I decided I wanted this for myself, I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what that was. Okay. I was just, I was just throwing it out there that I wanted a loving partnership. And so I started trying to go find it. Now, a lot of you will probably relate to this when I say this, that, you know, 21 years old, here I am thinking, you know, I want to find my ideal partner. I, I thought it was going to happen like next week. You know, like I thought I was going to go out there. I was going to meet someone and it was going to happen. I did not know that I was going to have a decade long journey to find this person. I did not know that even once I found the person I would marry, that it would still be a long journey, even within that relationship before I would even know that they were the person I was going to marry. Like I thought I was going to go out. It was going to happen. It was going to be like, boom. And I want to say that was that was really reflective of my own ignorance at the time because I thought it was easy. I thought it was easy. I thought it wasn't that big of a deal. Now I know some of you are saying, well, I definitely don't think it's easy and I get it, but something you might, even though you don't think it's easy, some of you think it's very hard, but what I want to say is it's not easy and it's also not hard, but it is a process. And it is a process that we have to surrender to. And by surrendering to this process, we allow this process to transform us. 
we allow this process to shape us into becoming the person who can have a holy relationship, who can have a relationship based in wholeness, based in completeness. And I didn't know that at the time. So what I did was I went out there and I thought that I was just going to find somebody and we were going to fall in love and we were going to live happily ever after. And what I found was the, the first, actually the first person that I got involved with at this stage in my life was about 21 years old, maybe 22 years old, something like that. She was like a full blown narcissist. Okay. I was 21. She was 40. And by the way, nothing wrong with that, but, but who she was, and I just didn't have enough wisdom or enough insight. Like I didn't even know narcissists existed, even though my father was one. <laughs> right. But I just, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I was attracting relationships at that time based on who I was. And, and I want to clarify, not who I was at the core. Okay. At the core, we're all the same. At the core, we're all love and light and beauty. But I had a lot of stuff covering up my authentic self. And so I was attracting relationships at that time that were reflective of my vibrational state, of my history, of the identity that I had created based on my past with my father, based on my early childhood with my mother and a lot of the stuff I experienced there, based on being an ex-convict who had just gotten out of jail and not having a lot in my life. And all of this, all of this was my identity, how I viewed myself, who I thought I was, what I thought was possible for me in the deepest aspects of myself. And even though on the surface I'm going, I want love, I want to meet a loving person, I want to fall in love, I want to be happy. And, and God damn it, I was doing my best to show up that way. I really, really was. But there was just a lot that I did not understand about myself, about life. And you see, I thought at that time that finding that relationship was just about making my life better, was just about making myself happy. See, I thought it was just about making my suffering go away. And I was tired of suffering. I'd been suffering for many years. I'd been suffering basically my whole life, from my childhood to my teen years, to being in jail, to getting out of jail and having to work my ass off just to, just to put two pennies together, to be able to just have a bed to sleep in and some food on my plate, right? And I was suffering immensely in life. And I thought that finding love was just about stopping my suffering. I didn't realize that finding love was actually about undergoing a complete transformation in who I was as a human being. And some of you might hear that and think, wow, that sounds really hard. <laughs> but what I want to, what I want to say is it's not really hard. It's really beautiful. And the thing is, is that, look, life is hard no matter which way you cut it, okay? It's going to be really hard if you keep doing the same shit that doesn't work 
and you just keep banging your head against a wall in relationships, like that's going to be really hard too. So yeah, the journey of evolution, the journey of transformation, it might be challenging. I'm not going to say that it's, I'm not going to say that it's not challenging, but it's not any more challenging than it is to just repeat the same old patterns of the past. They're both hard. They're both challenging. The question is, what challenge are you going to pick for yourself? Right? Are you going to pick the challenge of evolution and transformation? Or are you going to pick the challenge of complacency and repeating the same patterns over and over and over again and attracting the same kinds of unfulfilling relationships over and over and over again and banging your head against a wall over and over and over again? Is that going to be your challenge? Or are you going to pick the challenge of evolution, of transformation? And are you going to evolve yourself into the loving partnership that you're dreaming about? Because I said this earlier and I want to presence it again. Is that if you desire love in your heart, like I think we're born with that. I mean, when I was a little kid, like I remember like playing house with my little girlfriend at, at preschool and, and just on some level feeling like this is what I want. And I, I wasn't, I didn't have enough information. I didn't have like, I, I wasn't adult enough to really even understand what that means. But I truly believe if the desire for love is in your heart, you were born with that. You know, that's why, that's why little girls dress up in like wedding dresses and, and, you know, pretend because, because they were born with that. It's, it's something that we're, that we're programmed with from, from the time we're, we're children, maybe even before birth. It's something we come into this life with knowing that that is something that is meant for us. And then what happens is we go out in the world with this dream and the world tells us that, you know what, that dream is not as easy as you thought it would be. And then we're faced with the decision that I was just mentioning earlier. Are we going to sell out on the dream and, and settle into these repetitive patterns or are we going to evolve ourselves to have that ideal partnership that we dream about and that dream that's in your heart that dream that you have that you've had since the time you were a little boy or a little girl that desire that you've had for this deep loving partnership that's always been in your heart that is something that is actually calling you into the greatest journey of your life into the greatest evolution of your life. And if you choose that journey, it's going to mean that you go through some shit, but you were going to go through some shit anyway. It's going to mean that you're going to spend some time alone, but you would have done that anyway. It's going to mean that you're going to have to say no to some things that you might really, really, really want in the moment. And that's something you might not have done anyway. So that might be something that's a little different, right? But it's going to, it's going to challenge every inauthenticity that is alive within you. It's going to be like, like a great sculptor carving, carving out the statue from this block of rough stone. 
into this beautiful work of art and your desire for love and every step of your journey is just chipping away at every little inauthenticity that is hiding the beautiful work of art that's underneath. And so, yeah, you're going to go through some hard experiences and you would have gone through hard experiences anyway, but you're going to go through them differently. You're going to go through them consciously. You're going to go through them with a perspective that's a little bit different than if you were just trying to make yourself feel better, than if you were just trying to end your own suffering. You're going to go through it with a perspective that gives you a deeper understanding of life and love and who you are and what the world is. And you're going, you're going to, you're going to transform. And I'll share a little bit more about that. But what I want to say right now is that some of you might be wondering, you know, is the Inspired Love Program for me? What is it really about? And and I want to say this, the Inspired Love Program is about taking what I'm talking about right now from a nice idea to a living embodied experience that's a reality for you. Taking the idea of evolving or transforming and having it become a living, breathing reality that is alive in you, that you are connected to the process, that you understand your place in the process, that you understand why these experiences are showing up for you, even the challenging ones, even the ones that hurt, even the ones that are taking you to the very core of your being, right? Even the ones that are just ripping away things that you're like, ah, you're going to understand them. You're going to understand yourself in a way that has these experiences make sense. And you're going to know that you are being chiseled into that beautiful work of art. It's like, uh, I think it was Michelangelo. I could be getting this wrong. I think it was Michelangelo. But it was one of his great sculptures. It was, but he said, I saw the angel in the stone and I just removed everything that wasn't there to reveal the angel. Well, that's what love is doing for us. It's removing everything that doesn't need to be there so that the only thing that's left is love. And that's what the Inspired Love Program is really all about. It's about chiseling away everything that's not there, everything that doesn't need to be there, so that what's left is this pure, vibrant experience of love that you're bringing to your life and that you're drawing in a reflection of that love. That's what it's really about. And so that when you, when all you're bringing to life is love, what's going to be returned to you by life is love as well. And so now here's what I want to say is, is the lessons of love or the journey to love. This is where it's the gap between where you are now and let's say the day you get married or even I could even move it beyond that because it's not even the day you get married. Like I said, you know, it's my relationship with my wife. Like, I feel like our wedding was just the beginning because even our partnership has been chiseling away 
every, every inauthenticity, right? As we, as myself and my wife step into deeper levels of intimacy together, and as the years go by and we shed the layers of the walls we were keeping up, of, of the things we didn't want to let each other see, and we just little by little just let it fall away, and we more and more become, this is who I am, this is who you are, and, and we more and more love each other for who we are, right? So it's, it's still happening. But in the gap, in the gap between where you are now and this perfect love that you imagine in your future, this is where all the narcissists show up. This is where all the ghosting happens. This is where all the cheating, if that's a part of your journey, or the, the letdowns and the disappointments and the heartbreaks. So this is where in the space between where you are now and this perfect love that you're dreaming about, this is where all of that not so good stuff exists. And, and I want to say it's not so good in terms of your ego because your ego doesn't like it because your ego just wants the suffering to stop. But your higher self, your authentic self, the, the spiritual aspect of you, it loves this stuff because it sees that these things are the very things that are bringing out more authenticity in you. So I just want to, I want to share some of my personal experience and some of my own journey to love and really, really helping you understand what I'm talking about through the stories that I've experienced. So I shared the first, the first relationship I, I found myself in after I said, I want to find that loving, passionate relationship. The first relationship I found myself in was with this woman who was a full-blown narcissist. And I'm not using that term loosely, okay? I've been, I've been in a lot of relationships in my life. And I'll share about some of them today. She's the only one of them that I would ever say was a full-blown narcissist, okay? So I'm not just saying that because she hurt my feelings. I'm saying that because of how she showed up in the relationship. But it was almost a year that we were together. It was almost an entire year. And I want to first just talk about who I was that even invited that relationship into my life. And, and, and going back to what I was saying earlier, I was very basic at this time in my life, okay? I hadn't done any programs. I hadn't read any spiritual books. I had never hired a coach. I had just gotten out of jail about a year before this. I mean, I was really basic in my life at that time, okay? I was not enlightened by any means. And the only thing I wanted a relationship for was to make myself happy, was to make myself feel good about myself, was to make myself feel worthy. And so what did I attract from that place? I attracted someone who was only out for themselves, which is basically what a narcissist is. A narcissist, clinically speaking, is somebody who lacks the ability to, to see things from anyone else's perspective. They just, they just only look at what they can get from any situation. And in any situation in their life, they try to take what they can get from it 
without any regard for anyone else. And so this woman, she love-bombed me, right? She did all the stuff, right? She love-bombed me. You know, uh, first time I slept over at her house, she's waking me up with breakfast, breakfast in bed. She's flattering me. She's telling me everything I ever wanted to hear. I mean, just right, just straight up the first, the first two weeks of our relationship was just her straight up love bombing me. And I mean, I was probably doing it to her too, right? Like it was both of us. But, but then what happened is about two weeks in, she had me hooked and everything changed. And there was like a complete flip. And then the entire relationship from that point forward, and, and this went on for about a year, it became me trying to get back to where we were in those first two weeks. Now, remember where I was coming from. It's really important. Where I was coming from was I just wanted a relationship to make me happy. I just wanted a relationship to end my suffering. And so all I did for this whole year with this person was try to get back to the place where the relationship was making me happy. I wasn't asking any deeper questions about who is this person who could show up to this relationship in this way? What are her values? What are her principles? What does she care about? Like I wasn't looking at who she was, the decisions that she had made in her life, the reason that she was even interested in me, right? Like why was she in this relationship with me? Why was this 40 some odd year old woman in a, who seemed successful in most area of her lives, hanging out with a 21-year-old kid who had nothing going for him. Like, why was this happening this way? And, and, and like, like, I wasn't asking myself these deeper questions. And why not? Because I didn't want the answers to them. I didn't want the answers to them. I just wanted to find a way to get the relationship back to where it was when it was making me happy. And that was all I thought about for that entire year. And I see some of you saying to manipulate for control. I mean, sure, that was all part of her game. But the point is, is I didn't want to see that that was her game. Because if I had to see that, I would have had to face up to some things that I didn't want to face up to. And so I avoided that. I didn't look at that. And I spent this whole year trying to get it back to where it was. And then eventually, eventually I came to terms with the fact that this person was never going to be the person I wanted her to be. And I, I cut it off and I ended it. So that was my first lesson. Now, again, if I, if I were to look at that through the perspective of my ego, that would seem like a horrible situation. I was love bombed. I was manipulated for a year. I was lied to. I mean, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure she cheated on me a few times in that year. There are certain situations I'm like, she was definitely with someone else that night. And, and I was dealing with all of this because I didn't want to face up to what was really happening. Now, from the perspective of my ego, that seems like a really awful thing. That seems like a really awful thing. 
But from the perspective of my higher self, that was a beautiful thing. That was an amazing thing. You know why? You know why? Here's why. Because one, I got to experience someone treating me like shit for a whole year. And within that environment, I got to go within myself and really think about what do I really deserve? Is there any reason in heaven or earth that would justify me being treated like this? I got to really consider what kind of partner I would want to be with, what kind of relationship I would want to be in. And I got to choose that for myself in the moment that I decided to end it with her. And yeah, it took me a year to get there. Some of you, it's taken you 10 years to get there. And, and I'm, I'm sorry if it took that long for you, but it's better to be there now than to not have gotten there at all. But it took me a year to get there. And then finally, in the time when I, was, when I was able to see that and I was able to own that for myself, I ended the relationship. And I want you to know that that day, that day, I experienced a huge evolution in my being where I knew on a fundamental level that I would never allow or accept that kind of treatment ever again. And it never happened to me for the rest of my life. I never attracted someone like that again. I never ended up in a relationship like that again because I learned the lesson and I experienced the energetic vibrational evolution from learning that lesson. And that lesson never showed up for me again. Now, my next relationship after that, which I ended up meeting her, I think two or three months later, and we ended up being together for about a year and a half, and I was with someone who was nice and we were relatively compatible, but the relationship was boring for me. We didn't connect on an intellectual level. You know, we had a lot of great sex. We were able to go to Universal Studios together and we were able to watch movies together and we were able to go out to dinner together. And, you know, we had some fun. We had some good times, but on the deepest parts of who I was, my most authentic self was bored in this relationship because in order to be in this relationship, I had to dumb myself down in order to be vibrationally compatible with this person. And coming out of this narcissistic abuse kind of situation, a boring, safe, unfulfilling, settling type partnership, partnership, partnership seemed to make sense. And it was actually, I went to a personal development seminar and I spent this entire weekend in this seminar considering what I wanted my future to look like, considering the life I wanted to have, considering, you know, in my grandest idea of how my life could be, what would it look like? What would it feel like? How would I be living? What would I be doing? And I got very clear that weekend that this relationship I was in did not fit into that vision. And so the next day I went home and I ended it with her. And that was a day that I experienced another huge evolution in my being. That I would not settle. That just good enough was not actually good enough for me. 
And I'll tell you what, I never recreated that experience ever again. Now, I'm not going to have time today to go through every single relationship I was in and every single lesson I learned from it, but I hope you're getting the idea here. If you're going through some experiences right now and you're going, why the hell is this happening to me? I want you to understand that the reason it's happening to you is because it's chiseling away your inauthenticity. It's chiseling away the things that the the places that you have not been willing to go yet, these experiences are pushing you towards those places. And if you're suffering right now, the reason you're suffering is because the experiences of your life are causing suffering for you. Because when you suffer enough, you change. And these experiences are designed to create suffering. It's like, it's like the fire of purification. It's like it burns away all the impurities. So I want to share a few more lessons here. The next woman I met after, after the one that I said was kind of boring and, and it was kind of a settling type relationship. The next woman I met was a married woman. And some of you have heard me share this story. In this situation, it was, it was me compromising my principles and my values for a relationship. Now, this was the person, uh, the context I met her in, she seemed like the most amazing woman I had ever met. This was before I ever even had a romantic interest in her. Okay, I knew she was amazing. I knew she was like, she was awesome. She had a great personality. She was so much fun to be around. We actually created a really awesome friendship. And I just, in my mind, I thought she was the most amazing woman that I had ever met. Now, she was married, and I knew she was married, and I had no interest in getting involved in her marriage. But she came on to me, and when she came on to me, I did not have the strength to honor my own principles and my own values. Because I thought, here's an amazing woman. She's not happy in her marriage. This is an opportunity for us both to be happy. Maybe she'll leave her marriage and run away with me, and then we can both be happy together. And I had all kinds of justifications. And what I want to say here is that I did not respect her marriage. I didn't respect myself to put myself in such a compromising situation. I didn't honor, like I said, my own principles, my own values. I didn't honor myself enough. Like here, here's the thing. And a lot of people reach out to me that they're going through situations where I'm involved with a married person or I'm involved with someone in an amazing relationship and, you know, or I'm involved with someone, not an amazing relationship, but I'm involved with someone who's in a relationship and, you know, people reach out to me about these things. And, you know, we think that like, we think that we can steal someone from someone else and that we'll be able to create with them the thing that they were unable to create in their own relationship. And like, that is a huge lesson for you to learn. Like one, how unworthy must you feel that you think the only way you can find love is to go steal it from someone else? 
And I'm, I'm talking about the lesson I learned here, but also for anyone who's going through this situation, right? If they have been incapable of creating that in their existing relationship, what makes you think they're going to be available to create it with you? And if you are showing up to a relationship as somebody who is willing to not honor the integrity of someone else's relationship, what would make you think you're in a place to create that kind of relationship? And I know I'm confronting people with some hard truths right now. But this is what I had to learn. Because at that time in my life, I thought I could still manipulate my way into love. I thought I could still cut a corner. And you can't. There's no cutting corners in this process. Now, I'm not saying you can't create a relationship that way. I created one hell of a relationship with her. And I'll tell you what, there were moments in that relationship when I felt like I was on top of the world. There were moments in that relationship where I felt like all of my dreams had come true. And then she had to go home to her husband and her family. And I had to sit there knowing that the woman I was in love with was at home with another man. And knowing that I was dishonoring their whole family, that they had taken decades to build together. Even if I wasn't really willing to acknowledge that, I could feel it in my, in my soul. And I had to come to terms with all of that. And I want to tell you, shortly after this, there was another woman uh, after, after we ended it, and she actually ended it with me, the, the married woman did. And there was another woman I was dating, or I, I wasn't actually dating her, but we were friends. And, and she was kind of, she was interested in like this other guy, but she was kind of trying to like play both sides. And then she ended up deciding to be his girlfriend and not mine. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just be your friend and, and you could be his girlfriend and that's cool. And then I remember one night I was over at her house and she made some kind of comment to like, to basically insinuate that something could happen with us. And I told her, I said, if you want that to happen, go break up with your boyfriend and then come talk to me. And that moment, I went through another evolution where I knew, and again, this wasn't even a marriage that she had built for 20 years with someone. This was some dude she'd been dating for two weeks. But I, I had gotten so clear on who I was and where I stood that I was not willing to insert myself in anyone else's situation. And these are the lessons of love. These are the lessons of love. You know, I'll, I'll share some other important ones. Um, I was in a relationship with someone who was amazing. In, in many ways, in many ways, she was everything I thought I wanted. And there was something in my soul telling me that this was not the right relationship for me. And I tried to stay. And I was like, maybe I could try this. Maybe I could try that. And I would get coaching on it. And I would talk to all my friends about it. And I would, and I would talk to her about it. And we would try to work it out and, and, you know, tried everything to just make myself want to stay in this relationship with this person who was genuinely amazing. And she genuinely had so many qualities of the person I wanted to be with. 
But at the end of the day, I could not escape it that my soul said no. And even though I didn't understand it, I had to leave. And this was one of the last few people I was with before my wife. But I've never, ever felt that way about my wife, not even one time. And so I had to learn to trust myself even beyond what looks good on paper. That's a big one. How many of you would take someone who looks good on paper and just go all the way, even if your soul said no? How many of you would marry that person? It didn't work out because I ended the relationship. Someone, someone's asking in the comments, why didn't it work out? It didn't work out because I ended the relationship because it wasn't aligned with me on the deepest levels. Now, if I look back, I can see that, okay, there, there are certain things that in retrospect, I, especially now being in the relationship with my wife, I, and I can compare the two, I can see why I didn't feel that way about that person. I, I can see that now. But at the time, I didn't have enough awareness to really understand that. The only thing I could go on was something that was screaming to me in my soul. And I couldn't escape it no matter how hard I tried. And so those are, those are some big ones. Those are some of my major experiences. Now, again, I dated a lot of people. I dated, I dated a lot of people. I, I mean, I was in several committed relationships. I was in one open relationship for about six months. I, I mean, I, like, I definitely went through the gamut of experiences. But what I want to stress here is that your desire for love, it's not, it's not just something to make you feel better. It's not just something to end your suffering. You know, it's not like, it's not like I'm not happy in my life right now, but once my person shows up, then I'll be happy. That's not how it works. And, and I want everyone to hear this. If you're not happy right now, and you invite somebody into that unhappiness context with you, you're just going to be unhappy together. And I, I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Like those of you who are waiting for a relationship to show up to bring you the thing that you feel is missing in your life. When that relationship shows up, you are going to project onto it all of your dissatisfaction about your life and you're going to see it in the relationship and you're going to be unhappy with that too. Your desire to love is not something that is designed to fix your unhappiness or that is designed to end your suffering. Look, you're going to suffer after you find your partner. I mean, my wife and I have suffered a lot together and, and we've been blessed enough at times to like hold each other and cry together in our suffering. But a relationship does not end suffering. But what your desire for love is going to do is it's going to evolve you into the greatest possibility of who you can be. It's going to lead you towards holiness. It's going to lead you towards wholeness. And... I did a lot of work on that 
before I met my wife, did a lot of work on it before I met my wife. And I did a lot of work on it after I met my wife. So I want to touch on that too. Like after I met my wife, you know, here I had a, a person who, you know, we first, first day we connected, we, we ended up spending a few days together. We had a weekend and we went out to dinner a few nights in a row and, uh, and we, we started talking and we spent some time together and then she had to go back to New Jersey and I lived in South Florida. A lot of you have heard this story. And I remember saying to her on the, uh, on the last night she was in Florida, I said, you know, I, I'd really like to continue exploring this and see where it goes. And she said, yeah, I'd like that too. And I said, okay, so let's talk. She was going to be in New Jersey for three weeks and then she was coming back. And I was like, all right, well, let's talk for the next three weeks and then we'll see where it goes. Now, even before she became my girlfriend, there was this whole period of time, like two months of us being long distance, of us seeing each other for a weekend here and there, of us talking about like just everything, our lives, where we wanted to go. But also like there's this uncertainty of we just don't know where this is going to go. We just don't know what's going to happen. And in that period of time, I was learning how to be okay with the uncertainty of it. I was learning how to not need to hear from her all the time. How to have her not respond to a text and just let it be okay. How to, how to you know, balance and regulate my nervous system when I was waiting to hear from her or when she wouldn't respond or when she would be going out with her friends and I didn't know if her friends were guys or girls. I didn't know if she was seeing someone else. I mean, for all I knew, she was dating 10 people and I was just one of them. Like... And I had to learn to just be okay with that. And that was calling me into my wholeness. There was, I mean, there were three years of long distance relationship. Two years before we got engaged. So if, if we take that two years before we even got engaged, I mean, once we got engaged, it was pretty secure and pretty solid that we were in this relationship but two years before we got engaged of, of not really knowing where we stood, of not knowing where this relationship was going. I, I see someone asking, did I discuss it with her? Yeah, we discussed it a lot. We talked about what we were feeling. We talked about what we weren't feeling. We talked about, and, and like, I want to say this, my wife almost broke up with me like 20 times in our first year. And, and it was because she was scared and she was uncertain and this was a long distance relationship and, and she didn't know if it could work. And, and there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of pressure and there were, you know, not pressure from me, but pressure from her family. Like, why are you dating this guy in Florida? And there was a lot of stuff going on and she was really afraid and she didn't know if it was going to work. And every time she tried to break up with me, this is what I said. I said, if you want to do that, I'll respect your decision, but I want you to know that that's not what I want. And if you choose to stay, I'm going to be here. And I answered that with her every time. And, and she chose to stay every time. 
But I see someone asking the question, how did I handle the, anx the anxiety around the communication, the uncertainty? Well, that's what I had to learn to do. And, and I, want, I want everybody to get this. If I had not learned to do that, I would not have been able to show up as the kind of person that my wife fell in love with and wanted to marry. And so, yeah, I had to handle my anxiety. And how did I handle it? Well, I mean, really, I just handled it. I meditated. I, I, I breathed through it. I resisted the temptation to look to her for security. I, I, I reinforced with myself that if this is meant to be, it's going to be. And if it's not meant to be, it's not going to be. And I just need to trust the process. And I would reinforce that to myself constantly. And yeah, we would talk about it, but I wasn't unloading my insecurities on her either. Someone's asking if I teach this in the class. Yeah, we teach all of this. This is everything I'm talking about today. This is what the Inspired Love Program is about. So I want everyone to hear this right now. So thank you for asking the question, Robin. This is what the Inspired Love Program is about. It is about the lessons of love. It is about the journey to love. It is about the evolution of allowing love to evolve you into the greatest version of who you can be. And having that, having that manifest your relationship, having your relationship come as a reflection of that. So yeah, going back to the question, I had to stop myself from reaching out. I had, to, I had to take responsibility for my own feelings, my own anxieties, rather than dumping them on her and making these something for her to deal with. I had to take responsibility for them. You know, I'll share this too, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up for questions in a moment, but I'll just share this last thing. Is that last year, and many of you have heard me share about this, is my wife went through cancer treatment. And it was, it was by far the hardest thing that either of us have ever been through in our lives. You know, if you have the idea that a relationship is supposed to come along and end your suffering or just make you feel good for the rest of your life, I mean, wait until you're married to someone and you go through some serious life stuff with them like that, which is going to happen to everybody in some form or another. I'm not saying it's going to be cancer or even health related, but you're going to go through some serious life challenges. I mean, I look at people who are raising three kids. I'm like, oh my God, you are going through like serious life challenges right now, you know, and that's intense. And so it's not about just being happy all the time or ending, ending all your suffering, but it's about growing into the greatest version of yourself. And yeah, when my wife was going through cancer treatment and we had to sit and cry together and, and we had to sit and suffer together it was not fun. It was not making all my dreams come true. You know, it wasn't that. But it was evolving me and her into the greatest versions of ourselves. And I see some of you sharing in the comments that you've been through cancer treatment, that you've had relationships end while you were going through cancer treatment. I see someone says that your husband died and just, you know, sending you so much love in that. It's just... I get it, you know, these, these experiences are, are intense. 
and and this is this is life this is life right this is love and part of love is grief too and all of it all of it is about even i'm going to say this even for those of you who have lost a spouse you know even for those of you who have been left by someone all of it is life challenging you into the greatest version of who you can be. And every day when you wake up, you have the opportunity to choose to step into that, even if you're suffering, even if you're going through the hardest challenge of your life right now. You have the opportunity to step into that or to avoid it. And if you consistently step into that, life will reflect it back to you over time in every amazing way you can imagine. And there will be loss. They say the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, right? So there's going to be gain and there's going to be loss. And each struggle is going to challenge you into a new state of evolution. And then on the other side of that evolution, there will be more gain. There will be more abundance. There will be more love. And this is the journey to life. And the lesson of love is to let love evolve you into the greatest person you can be. Let your desire for love evolve you into the greatest person you can be. And I'll say this, is that the Inspired Love Program, as I've said, is about that. And what it's really for, for those of you who understand right now, for those of you who resonate, for those of you who hear this message and receive it, what what the Inspired Love Program is really about is about taking this from a nice idea from a conceptual idea to a living, breathing, alive experience that's alive inside your body. It's alive inside your bones. You feel it. And why that's important is because if you don't have that in the moments that you get rejected or let down or disappointed or a relationship ends or you've You've got you've to know what to say to someone or you've got to know how to interact with them. If you don't have this greater understanding of this alive in your bones, alive in your body, then you're not going to be ready when that moment comes. And instead of rising to that challenge, you're going to avoid that challenge. And then you're going to default into the same repetitive patterns of the past And you're going to relive those patterns again and again and again. So that's, that's that. I'm going to, I'm going to end that with that right there. I want to open up for a few questions. Um, I'd love to take it. If anybody has any questions about the program right now, I'd love to take some questions about the program. By the way, I just want to say for anyone who would like more information, um, you can go to inspiredloveprogram.com. 
and you can register there or excuse me, you can apply for the program there. Um, so that's inspiredloveprogram.com and you can apply for the program there. Uh, the way it works, I'll just go through it real quick, kind of break down the process. So the way it works is once you apply for the program, you'll know immediately if your application is approved. Once your application is approved, you'll get access to our calendar. You'll get to book a call with our team members. Um, you'll have a discovery call with a team member. That's an opportunity for us to get to know you, for us to hear your story, for us to hear what you want to create, and really uh, decide together and help you understand if this program is the right thing for you. Um, so at the end of the discovery call, you'll be able to sign up if you feel like it's the right thing. If you don't feel it's the right thing, that's fine. There's no pressure. But it's really just an opportunity for you to explore the program, um, ask any questions you have, get a full understanding of, of what the program covers, how it relates to you personally, how it's going to support you in your specific challenges, your specific you know goals, whatever that is. And then if you feel like it's the right thing at that point, you can sign up again. If not, no pressure. So that's, uh, that's how it works. You go to inspiredloveprogram.com. You can send in your application there. And then once you send in your application, you'll be able to book a call. We'll, we'll chat and uh, we'll support you in deciding if the program is the right thing for you at this time or not. Um, that's how the process works. And any questions that people have, um, you can go ahead, drop them in the comments. I'll take questions about the program, take questions about anything else as well. Um, you just drop them in there. I'm going to go back and scroll through here. Someone says, how often do we meet as a group? So the sessions are, the sessions are every week for 12 weeks. Uh, they're going to be held on Wednesday evenings for two hours. It's, it's Wednesday evenings, my time, New York city time. So it's going to be Wednesday evenings, um, from seven to 9 PM, New York city time. Again, you'll need to adjust based on where you are. Um, but 7 to 9 p.m. New York City time. Sessions are two hours. Um, so they'll be once a week for two hours. Also, I want to say in between the sessions, there is there is the Facebook group. So the Facebook group, we have a very lively community. We're already getting started in there. People are dropping in their introductions. We're getting to know each other. Um, it's a very lively community where you're going to have complete access to me for the entire 12 weeks. You can ask any questions you want to ask. Um, you can, uh, you can share with the other members of the group. You can offer support. I mean, like we're going to share music. We're going to share tools. We're going to share resources. So <clears throat> what I want to say is we're meeting, uh, once, once a week, every week for two hours, then we're going to be connected in the Facebook group in between the sessions. You're going to have complete access to me throughout the program to answer, to ask any questions you want to ask uh, day or night, anytime you just go drop them in there. You're, you'll get a personal response from me. Um, I just, you know, more than that, I just want everyone to know that yes, we're going to be together for two hours a week. We're going to be connected in the group in between the sessions. Um, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of homework and resources given to you each week that are going to allow you to take the steps that are outlined every week. But I also just want to say that from the bottom of my heart, like when you join this program, you have my absolute commitment to you. So like, yes, there's the curriculum, there's the homework, there's the tools, there's the resources, there's the group, there's all the surface stuff and you're going to get all of it. And it's a lot and it's incredibly valuable. But beyond that, what you're going to have is you're going to have me and you're going to have my commitment to you to really give you my all in this process, to make sure you're getting everything you need as we go through the process together and to just be on your team, to be by your side. So that's that's what I really want you to know more than anything is, is yes, you're gonna get the program, you're gonna get everything that's included in it, 
but I'm going to really be on your team. I'm going to really be there with you. And we're going to work very closely together for the next 12 weeks. So just want to really have everybody understand that, that like when you sign up, I am with you. This is not like a, this is not like a do it yourself program. Okay. Sign up and then here you go. Good luck. Right? No, like, like I am with you. We're going to be very connected. Someone asks, is everyone accepted in the program? Um, no. So not everyone is accepted in the program, but I'll, I'll say this. Like, I mean, one of the biggest reasons people are not accepted is if you don't show up for your call. Like that's, that's one of the biggest reasons. Like if you don't show up for your call, we're just like, clearly, if you're not respecting our time, you're not the kind of person we want to work with. And so we're just going to make you ineligible for the program. Um, that's one of the reasons why somebody would not be accepted. Um, other reasons are just if people don't feel like, you know, like, um, I'll share this. The program is, is working on the four aspects of human experience, uh, mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, right? And the program is working on all four, in all four domains. So if you feel like you're not really into spiritual work, or if you feel like you're not really into deep emotional work, you know, like those could be reasons that we might not accept you. So like if you're, if you're ready, if you're committed, if you're, if you're vibing with what I'm talking about here, there's really no reason that you wouldn't be accepted into the program. But if you are maybe not, then, then you might not be. So like to, to sum it up, I'll put it this way. We're not not allowing people into the program unless there's a really good reason for it. Unless you distinctly show up as someone that we just say we don't want to work with because you're not respecting our time or you're not, you know, showing up like you're really serious or really committed to it. Like, you know, we might say, okay, we don't want to work with you. Or if you're just not on the same page with the work we're doing in the program, we might say that, you know, we don't think it's a good fit for you for that reason. But aside from those two things, like there's no reason we wouldn't accept people into the program. It's not like, it's not like a nightclub, right? Where, oh no, you're not cool enough. We're not letting you. <laughs> it's not that kind of thing, right? This isn't, this isn't that. So yeah, just um, to, to answer the question, I think so. Yeah, if you're, if you're ready, if you're committed, if you're all in, if you show up with that kind of commitment, then everybody gets accepted, you know? Um, so that's that. Let me just see here. Uh, I want to go through some other questions. Michelle Dawn signed up and can't wait. I'm super excited to work with you in the program. Very excited. It's going to be awesome. Ooh, this is a good question. A lot of layers here. A lot of layers with this question. So this is Ak Chuhan 77 says, my partner has commitment issues due to a narcissistic relationship. He's finding it difficult to open up to me. He's starting therapy for this, but I'm afraid I'll get left behind as he grows. Okay. I love this. I love this question. Now, in regard to the lessons of love, you are being presented with a lot of lessons of love in this question, okay? First of all, partner has commitment issues, right? So you're in a relationship with someone who is not ready or able to commit in the way you want, okay? This is an incredible lesson of love right here, all right? So now I don't know if you challenged him to go to therapy, but when you're in a relationship with someone who has commitment issues or who is not able to offer the kind of commitment you're looking for, your role in that situation is really to at some point say to them, like, listen, I'm willing to give you some time and I'm, I'm willing to be open to a degree and I'm willing to work with this. 
But if you are not able to get to a place where you're able to like jump in with the kind of commitment I want, like I'm going to lose interest here and I'm going to do it before I waste too much of my time. So that's the first thing I want to say is that like one of your greatest lessons of love here is just, again, I don't know if you challenged him to go to therapy or not, but it is being that challenge for him. It is being that challenge that says, listen, I'm not just a freebie, like sitting here waiting for you to get ready for me. Like I'm on my way to something and we're either going to go there together or we're not. And if he's already going to therapy, you don't necessarily need to say that to him. But what you do need to do is get into the energetic state, the vibrational state in which you would be okay saying that. And that is going to have you access the kinds of conversations that you need to have with him in order to find out if this relationship is one that can actually go where you want it to go or not. So it's the first thing I'll say is that his commitment issues are a lesson for you in becoming the kind of woman who can challenge a man to be the man that you need him to be for you. And then when you step into that energetic level, when you step into that vibrational state where you have enough confidence and power to challenge him to step up for you, what's going to start happening is all the men that you meet are either going to receive that challenge and step up or not receive that challenge and they're going to fall out of your life. That's the first thing. Now, the next thing you touched on is you're afraid that he's going to outgrow you when he starts going to therapy. Now, Honey, like from the bottom of my heart, like start believing in your own worth a little more. Like, I, like I really want to say that, like he should be growing. If, if he has commitment issues and you don't, he should be growing up to your level. And this idea that you're going to get left behind now, I get it. Okay. Like the, the fear is real. It's a thought that comes into your mind. And I, you know, I've had that thought about my wife many times, you know, what if she outgrows me? What if she loses interest? What if her life picks up and she just doesn't feel like this relationship is right for her anymore? So like, I, I feel you on that. Okay. But when you operate from that fear, you are not holding yourself in this relationship as the woman that he would want to be with. So it's not like, it's not like, please don't outgrow me. It's like, please grow up to the level where you and I can be on the same page and we can create this awesome relationship together. And, and I'm not saying that he needs to change or he needs to do anything different. He's going to therapy, he's doing his thing. What I'm saying is you wanna shift your own perception of yourself so that you're not fearing that he's gonna outgrow you, you're just excited about him getting on the same page with you. You're just excited about him doing his work that is gonna get him on a level where the two of you can have the relationship you wanna have. And I also wanna say that you should be growing on your own like, why would, if, if you're maybe a little bit ahead of him right now and he's going to therapy so he can get ahead 
and you're you're still doing your own growth, how could he outgrow you? You should be growing parallel to each other. And I want to say this for everyone. When we're talking about the lessons to love, and I'm talking about my relationship with my wife, and I've been sharing a lot of the growth that we've done together, neither one of us has ever stopped growing, nor do we have any intention of it. I just signed up for a mastermind with Peter Crone. Some of you might uh, know Peter Crone, maybe not, but uh, he's he's considered the mind architect. He's a, a, a really like high-powered coach, worked with Navy SEALs, worked with... Um, I mean, lots of top athletes, lots of famous people. Like he just, you know, he's one of the top coaches in the world. I just joined a mastermind with him so I can learn from him because I will never stop growing. And how can I know that my relationship isn't going to outgrow me? Because I will never stop growing. So like, like going back to what I said, like I say this with love, but hold yourself in higher esteem. Hold yourself as a person who can't be outgrown. Now, that, that doesn't mean you're compatible with everyone, and that's okay. But is somebody going to outgrow you? Not at the rate of my growth. I'll tell you what. Nobody is ever going to outgrow me at the rate of my growth. And I would encourage you to hold yourself in the same way. Yeah, so sending love, great question. And and. I want to go back to what I said, like, these are your lessons to love, right? You see, love wants you to know yourself as somebody who could never be outgrown. And the fact that you don't see yourself as that is the, is the cue that you have something to grow into here. And love is calling you into that. And so this situation, I I love this question because you're literally giving an example of everything I've been talking about today. This question that you're asking right now is, is literally like, this relationship is giving you the opportunity to evolve, right? Evolve into the woman who can challenge your man to step up for you. Evolve into the woman who could never be outgrown by a partner. Evolve into the woman who knows that you're so amazing that when you look at the dating world, you're just looking at, you're just looking at people who, and you're trying to see who is on your level. You're not living from the fear of people being above you and you're trying to impress them or get them to want you. And when you live on that level, I'll bet you don't have so many men with commitment issues showing up for you anymore. And again, I'll just bring it back. This is what the Inspired Love Program is for, right? It is to learn to live in love. It is to learn to live on that level. It is to to learn to hold yourself in that kind of esteem. It is to learn the lessons of love so that you are ready to invite a loving relationship into your life. That's what it's about. And so I want to say, if you're ready, uh, you can go to inspiredloveprogram.com. You can apply there. Um, again, you all, all you're signing up for is a discovery call. You're going to have your call. We're going to be able to talk. We're going to be able to answer any questions you have. We're going to be able to support you. 
um, and, and discovering if this is the right thing for you. Um, I see another question uh, about the program. Robin Simmons asks, do we message privately during the class? So um, you can definitely message me privately during the class and I'll definitely be able to respond. Now, if you're going to want like me to coach you privately, I'm going to say, let's take it to the Facebook group because the, the purpose of, of the group environment is for everybody to be able to learn from everybody else. Right. So this isn't a private coaching process. If you want that, then you need to sign up for private coaching. But this is a group coaching process. And so the reason we work in a group is so everybody can learn from everyone else. The reason we're, the reason we're there is because when other people share, you're going to see yourself in the things that they share and they're going to see themselves in the things that you share. And the, the group environment actually creates an accelerated evolution, right? So it's like, it's like when we're all working in a group together, we're actually moving at a faster pace than if we were just to sit down one-on-one -on -one and I was just to go through every little thing with you piece by piece, right? There's, there's an acceleration that happens from all these minds coming together and all this intention coming together and the processes we're going to go through together. And I want to say too, I don't think I mentioned this, but the program includes a lot of somatic process. So it's not just like coaching where you and I are going to sit down and have a conversation. It's like, we're going to go through somatic process together of releasing the things that are trapped in the body of, you know, the, the energetic stuff that just gets stuck in the body. We're going to be feeling into that. We're going to go through guided meditations, guided visualizations. We're going to do breath work. We're going to do um, release in, in other ways in terms of physically moving the body. So there's a lot that's going to happen in this program that's going to be so much more accelerated than if you and I were just to sit down and do coaching together. So I want to presence that as well. Um, thank you for the question. Someone asks, can you explain the spiritual part? I am not religious. Do I have to be? Okay, I, I love this. Thank you for asking the question. So the, the spiritual part is not religious, okay? I'm not, I don't go to church. And you should all know this about me anyway. Um, I don't go to church. I, I don't subscribe to any kind of religion. I mean, you might see, I got, I got Buddha statues up here. I got a picture of Jesus over here. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not a churchgoer. I'm not religious. There is nothing religious about the program. But the spiritual aspect of this, if I could put it simply, <clears throat> it is about understanding yourself in a greater context. So most of us, most of us live our lives based on our five senses, what we, what we can see, touch, taste, smell, and hear, right? The five senses. And we, our entire world, our entire life is made up of the five senses, and we have no awareness or very little awareness of anything beyond that. And the spiritual aspect of this program is about tapping into a deeper aspect of life than that. Right. So it's it's about it's not just me dropped off on planet Earth, left to fend for myself with seven billion other people. And there are a bunch of random occurrences and nothing means anything and there's no connection. It's, it's like that is the that is the Newtonian worldview that we've been sold by mainstream society. Most people's identity is made out of that worldview. And, and frankly, the only 
the only result that comes from viewing yourself and viewing life in that way is depression. If you think life is random, if you think there's no purpose for it, if you think we're just all spinning around in space endlessly going towards nothing, the only thing you can really feel on a deep level as a result of that is depression, is sadness, is purposelessness. And so the spiritual part of the program is about understanding there's a greater design to life than that. It's about understanding your energetic vibrational relationship to life. It's about understanding that it's not just, it's not just you over here and someone else in the world. And maybe hopefully you find each other one day and you fall in love, but it's actually about this desire in your heart is a vibrational signature that is calling out to somebody else out there who matches that vibration. And that this isn't, this isn't a random occurrence. This is a created occurrence. It's a manifested occurrence. And the journey to love, what I've been talking about today, is actually the journey of positioning yourself vibrationally in such a way that you and this person link up through a synchronistic occurrence. I mean, if I just share my experience with my wife, like we met in South Florida, she lived on the other side of the country. I mean, what are the chances out of all the people in the world we would meet? And what are the chances that we would be so ideally suited for each other when we meet? And what are the chances that there would be no game playing, no back and forth, just straight up authentic, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I'm looking for, do you feel the same? Right? Like, what are the chances that that could just show up when there are billions of other people out there running around in circles unable to find that? Right? That's not, that's not an accident that that happened. That was a synchronistic occurrence that came through years of intention on both of our parts. You know, like my wife and she, she never did a program like Inspired Love, but she learned a lot of this stuff on her own. And she used to sit and write to me in her journal every night before she even knew who I was. She would just sit and write to me in her journal, just like she was talking to me. She didn't even know who I was, where I was, where I existed. She definitely, she definitely didn't know I was some dude in South Florida that she was going to meet in a few years. You know, like she just, but she was creating that relationship already. She was becoming the person who was ready for that relationship already. And so the spiritual aspect of this is about tapping into that. It's about tapping into the energetic vibrational nature of life, understanding yourself as an energetic vibrational being, not just this meat suit that's here for a few years and then disappears. And it's about understanding love as a process of spiritual evolution and your journey to love as a process of evolving yourself into your highest self. So that's what the spiritual aspect of the program is about. I hope that makes sense. Very much, very much keeping in the theme of what I've been talking about already today. Okay, okay. I just want to scroll through here. Um, all right, thank you. I see people saying it's amazing and, and thank you and you're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for being on with me today. Uh, it's, it's, it's about two o'clock my time, so it's time to wrap up over here. But um, sending love to everybody. Thank you so much. Those of you who purchased badges today, thank you. If I didn't get to call you out specifically, uh, know that you are loved and appreciated. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for being on with me today. I just want to, in closing, say that uh, the Inspired Love 
uh, program is open for enrollment now. Um, we're going to be accepting calls through February 10th. So we're going to be accepting calls through February 10th. Um, so we are, we are getting down to the wire now. We just have a couple weeks left. If you're interested and you're curious, like just go apply and book your call. You know, there's, there's no commitment until after the call. So if you, if, if it's not the right thing for you, that's okay. You don't have to sign up, but I would say, let's at least get on a phone. Let's at least talk about it. Let's answer any questions you have. Let's help you get a full understanding of the program. And if this is right for you at this time in your life, um, if it's not right for you at this time in your life, then I don't want you to be there either. Right? So I'm not going to try to push you into something that's not right for you, but if you feel inclined and, and you feel like, you know, I've been waiting for something. I feel like it's time to level up in my life. I feel like, you know, I need to strengthen my vibration here. I, I feel like I need to get more clarity. I feel like I need to feel more strongly connected to that relationship. Like it's not out there far away somewhere, but it's like right here in my heart. And I know that I'm on my way to it. And if, you know, if you want to, if you want to really create that highly connected relationship to yourself and to love, that's what it's about. And then all the love that you want to experience in your life is going to come out of that, right? We want to put the cart before the horse. We want to, we want to go find a relationship and then think that we're going to experience all of that when we find a relationship. And you've got, it's not the way it works. You've got to, you've got to have that become a living embodiment now, right? You have it become the living embodiment now. And then love shows up in your life as a reflection of that. Love shows up in your life as the result of you holding that vibration in your body and you bringing that to life. So if you feel like that's the step you need to take right now, if you're resonating with this, I would say go to inspiredloveprogram.com. Apply there. Again, if you have any questions or need anything, you can shoot me an email. You can DM me on Instagram. Um, I, I'm more than happy to answer any questions you have, uh, any support. And uh, yeah, just sending so much love to all of you. Thank you so much for being on with me today. Great conversation. Uh, you know, I, I love love. I, I really do. I think it's just the most amazing thing in life. I think it's something that we, most of us desire and we all deserve to have. And, you know, I want to, if you're on your journey to that, I want to serve you in that. I want to be there for you and serve you in your journey. So I'm going to close it out with that. Sending so much love to all of you. Have a fabulous week and hopefully we'll be seeing you on Discovery Calls this week. So uh, thank you so much. Sending love and we'll talk soon. All right. Bye everybody. Thanks again for checking out the show. Please subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on the most. And I would love it so much if you leave a review and tell people what you think of us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Living Relationship to connect more closely. And I'm grateful to be supporting you on your journey to love.